With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something Bravo. Lori Lattimore of Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Just Place, joined today by my co-hosts, Tim Lynch and Lori Lattimore Volkman. How you guys doing? Great. Good, how are you? <laughs> Hey. Home confinement is kind of making all of us a little crazy uh, in our, our pre-show uh, uh, planning of today's podcast. Uh, we, we got a chance to talk about how our kids are driving us crazy, uh, how teaching uh, the children is a lot of work, uh, and how much we miss the Denver Broncos. Um, we know that you guys probably feel the same way, too. Uh, and when I say you guys, I mean our audience, uh, Tyke. Nice talk. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we see your tweets on Twitter, and we appreciate you. So, guys, uh, right before we sat down to record the show, uh, there was a letter. Uh, it was a very formal uh, letter released by Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, that the NFL draft uh, is going to go ahead on April 23rd, 24th? And 25th. Yes, the 25th. There you go. Coronavirus be damned. Is this good news? Is it bad news? What do you think? Laura, are you excited that the draft is going to go forward? Is it a good idea? <laughs> That's a lot of questions I have different answers for. I think it's unfortunate we're not going to have the live event because having gone last year, 
It's really fun, and I think it's really fun for the athletes to have a big crowd. When you're announced and you go up on stage, kind of have the whole fanfare, and then you go march into the crowd and meet your new team's fans, that's really fun. And it's fun for the fans and the players, and to not have that is going to be, you know, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for everybody. But to just push the draft back, I'm not sure that's a better solution. I think it's actually kind of important to try to keep this on track as much as possible. I think you're right, because even if they push the dates back, they're not. it's not going to be in front of a live crowd anytime soon. Even if they push it back a month, I mean, we'd probably still have that social distancing thing going on. People are still going to be wary of all that. They would have to push it back almost to the regular season if they wanted to have a, a live event with fans there, if things go as we all hope they go in the next few months. If you can't have the live event uh, with live people there, then why move the dates? I I agree with you, Lori. It's going to be boring. It'll be on TV. There's not going to be as much buzz, but the show goes on. NFL is going to earn its money for this, I guess. (laughs) Like, can you make it interesting and exciting? Hopefully they'll do cool videos, you know, like kind of hype videos of the players. You know, spend a little more background work on trying to make the actual presentation informative and interesting and not just kind of rely on the the live crowd and the and that sort of crazy atmosphere to do it for you. I'm going to say that I think the NFL is actually pretty smart in in putting this letter out and saying that uh, the draft is going to go ahead as planned because they've already canceled a live event in uh, Las Vegas. And so the the whole Bellagio, like they're on boats, like which is like completely ridiculous now when you think about it, uh, (laughs) has has already been canceled. Like they're going to put them on like jet skis and send them across the Bellagio fountain. Like it was was going to be a crazy spectacle to begin with. But regardless, by already canceling that spectacle, uh, and declaring that it's going to be a studio show, there's really nothing keeping them from pushing it down the line. Like if things really get out of hand with the coronavirus and like it's, it becomes like socially inappropriate to even begin to think about holding the draft, moving a studio show, not a big deal as opposed to, uh, you know, the whole uh, fountains and fireworks and all that thing that they did have planned. Why not put out a, a unified front at, at this point and just say, yeah, we're going to go forward. Like, why not? As of right now, there's no reason to cancel it, but there might be later, and they're not really boxed into a corner where they absolutely have to hold it. I'm curious how they'll do it. I assume they'll have some live cameras ready to go in the homes of 32 well, what they- picks. Someone or? sneezes on like the live feed, like like grandmother, just like, <laughs> like oh, God. <laughs> Like, like, that would be terrible. Like, that's these are considerations that they're going to have to think about. Like, can you really put a camera crew, like a sound and a, and a, and a cameraman and, you know, and a helper uh, and there to, like, you know, wrap cables or do whatever the helpers do, uh, you know? Uh, do you really want like a full crew? And then, and then is it going to be like the crowds of people, you know, right, all their friends and be. family and like the celebrating? Yeah, it should, like that can't, technically that can't happen. I mean, that's usually more than 10 people. And so that's going to be a challenge as well. This is what the report says that came from Pro Football Talk. It was the NFL will hold the draft in the studio setting with cut-ins from headquarters of the team making the selection. And then the league also plans to reach out to the top prospects uh, in the coming weeks to participate in some sort of uh, made-for-TV kind of thing like you were talking about, Lori. Something interesting that's 
totally just made for TV, not for anybody on site. Do you hear the sadness? It's not going to be a live show. Sad. It's totally sad. Like the draft is awesome. It's a spectacle. It's so much fun. I did about every year and it's not going to be the same this year. And that's really sad. It's the one day of the year I'm like a low-key Jets fan because their reactions <laughs> every year are awesome. I just, I love it. And uh, we're just not going to get that this year. So Elway was part of a GM subcommittee that recommended pushing the draft out, actually. He even said he preferred that, uh, that they moved it out because it gives teams more opportunity to get all their scouts and everybody together. Whether it's moved or not, they're ready. So That's a commentary on kind of how unsatisfactory the process has been so far. It makes you think that Elway doesn't feel like he's making the most informed decision with the current state of how things are going. Like that, that's what I read into that is that let's push it back so that we can do more due diligence on these guys. Every extra day you get, it's just more time you get to analyze the data. So, I mean, who, what GM wouldn't want an extra month to, to look at guys that they're going to be committing millions of dollars to? Dave Gettleman? Well, (laughs) is he still working? Oh, that was a rhetorical question? Because the answer is Dave Gettleman. I think there's probably a bunch of them who don't want to just go back and look at the data for another month. Where they're going to be short is not having the interviews, not having the extra pro days, not having, you know, not getting a chance to see some of these guys in action. That's not going to change six weeks from now. Actually, what you're not going to have is you're not going to have any of these like pro day, like knee or ankle, like, or, you know, any of these injuries that happen on pro days. How many injuries do you have on pro days? Not too many. Oh my gosh. All the time. do not. All the time. (laughs) Oh, it's terrible. No. The guys that have pro days are the guys who don't get to go to the combine. And so they miss out because they don't really get the opportunity for a team to see them. They needed the pro day. To the converse of that is... Maybe they just get more time watching those those guys that they ordinarily wouldn't see because they're not busy going out on the trips to to, to see the the studs, the more coveted players. Well, I wanted to make another point when you were talking about that you're really gonna miss the the live show of the draft. On the one hand, that's true, but on the other, the situation room of all these teams, like that is not good live TV. But if they put together some cool films professionally done with all this cool music. Like I think they could make it far more interesting than just watching Elway call the player. And- it might go faster, which wouldn't be necessarily a bad thing. Like usually <laughs> it's like, uh, like the Browns players up on the stage with the commissioner again for 20 minutes. And yeah. then we got to sit well, through Dion interviewing him. It'll just be some guy saying, Oh yeah, this guy's going to be the uh, future hall of famer. He says that like 16, 16- hundred times that day for every yeah get first they get Mel Kuyper Jr. That's who I was trying to think Oh, of. I watched the NFL. I like Rich Eisen. That's it's me. I like Rich Eisen too. But I do like as much as I just, you know, complained about Mel Kuyper, I do like his takes. Don I do like his like Dracula butt hair thing that he has going on. Like, <laughs> you know, from like the the brand stokers. So yeah, it's so uh, I do like that, uh, and it's gotten bigger over the years and more like imposing. <laughs> like, not mess with the butt hair. I have never heard that term, Dracula butt hair. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, it's a thing. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's sculpted. 
He's 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 studied at the feet of the masters to be able to create that thing. <laughs> nice. Venus de Milo has nothing on Dracula butt hair. Uh, anyways, uh, so gonna have to I don't try know. to figure out how to work that Just into to, a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to uh, circle back on what you were saying earlier about uh, you know these players that are are missing uh, the the whole draft experience and like like how screwed are they? Like they also are going to miss graduation, the end of their senior years, all those visits and wine and dining and private jet flights to visit teams like everything we saw in that uh tim tebow special where he dunked on everybody was like i was a first round pick and then he got you know we all know hey that was awesome i was Um, into that that was that was was a i i may have it on dvd somewhere i recorded it i did not buy it i probably should write some sort of royalty check to somebody probably not tim tebow though (laughs) got enough money they're just gonna miss out on a lot and it's just kind of sucks for everybody involved i mean even people that aren't football players like it's kind of a cruddy time to be yeah. graduating from college it's a cruddy time to be human right now because people <laughs> are losing jobs and i mean it's just it's a bad yeah everybody's feeling the effects whether you have coronavirus or not there's a lot of other things going on that's affecting a lot of people you know, Which, and, and thinking it from a from an NFL draft standpoint, I mean, that's like so rare to get drafted. Think about how many people there are in the world every year that graduate from college. 200 are drafted in, in the NFL. And, and of that number, 20 are on site. You know, they're going to miss all that. So it's everybody's feeling the pain in terms of trying to deal with this and you know, survive. Which is is an argument for having the draft as scheduled because for football fans, at least it's one thing we can look forward to. And and even though it's going to be different and it's not going to be quite as cool, it's still going to go on and we can still talk about it and think about it and look forward to it and have it be maybe the one sort of normal thing at the end of April that we usually have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're not just saying that because we're bloggers. <laughs> and we need some content, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> you know, we can't be like the Denver Post and just lay everybody off. Because <laughs> we don't pay everybody. So. Right? How crap is that? Like, a newspaper can't can't just keep them around even though they've been in the trenches. Like, like this is 
terrible. I feel like, like the treating their employees like that. That like well, that's what yeah. happens when I, you let a hedge I, fund run a newspaper. So well, that's what I'm go. saying. I think I think they were just like, oh, this is a perfect excuse to save some money for a few months in a pandemic situation. It could easily flare back back up. You got to be careful for months. It's not a quick fix. We I don't think have so anyway. more than eighty four thousand cases of coronavirus and we're not at our peak yet so in you know four weeks from now is not going to be miraculously over it's not going to be a well time the where stay at home order here in in beautiful uh new hampshire uh, extends through may 4th everyone is going to be mandatorily mandatorily sorry i need a ruling sorry Mand- mand- mandatorily bigly <laughs> mandatorily told to stay at home and, and the draft is going to take place during that time, which is crazy. That's totally strange. And t- last year uh, during the draft, we did a special on-location broadcast of this podcast. Uh, I was in the Caribbean, so things have changed quite a bit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I remember that. You kept trying to get your, your housemate involved in the in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I may have no. had a little bit to drink. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, happier times. Did you hear about... Former former special teams coordinator Brock Olivo, where he is? Yeah, he's in the thick of it in Italy. Italy. He's in Italy. Yeah, and it's like he's like under his like severe lockdown. I joked about it when we let him go because he was incredibly awful. I, even though he he really had like a great attitude going in, uh, he's he's stuck over there in Italy. Like because he he took a job coaching some sort of Italian football something, and so he's been stuck there. Well, now we're anyway. stuck here, so. Yeah, <laughs> right. I guess. He, he's probably gonna get out of it before we do. Oh, Lori, bummer! Like you just bum me out. Uh, should we touch on the uh, recent acquisition that everyone is talking about? Um, the punter. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. Well, you know, we'll find out if Tom McMahon's the problem or if Colby Wadman and Marquette King and whoever, however many other punters uh, Tom McMahon has gone through since he's gotten here. Oh, I don't know. All right. And we also signed Melvin Gordon. So there you go. Uh, we'd like to thank you <laughs> for listening to Something Something Broncos. I don't know. Do we want to talk about Melvin Gordon? I do like that we stole him away from the, the Chargers and he's going to be angry and he's going to perform for at least two games next season. <laughs> Beyond that, Jim did not want to talk about this. So, Lori, would you like to not talk about Melvin Gordon? <laughs> you know what I would like to do is talk about Philip Lindsay because – I have no problem with the Melvin Gordon signing, but I do want to see the Broncos do right by Philip Lindsay. I don't think it's just a fluke that he did well the last two years. So I think when his time comes to get a contract, I hope they offer him something decent like that because he's earned it. I mean, you're talking about 20 million a year locked down on running backs. Is that really what you want? I heard an interview with Eric Dickerson uh, the other day, and and he was he was PO'd about the new CBA because he's like, you know, this is this is not a league for running backs. You, running backs cannot get paid anymore. Like they they are not at all like as coveted as as they once were because by the time that they flash, they're done. Like by the time they're due their money, they're done. They're done. He was like, you got these sorry ass quarterbacks. <laughs> Out there, that you know they trash, and they're making seventeen million a year. Like, and, Case and, and, you know, I know, and it's like, oh, you're right, you're right. It, it's true. It's unfortunate because I really like Philip Lindsay, and I and but like Tim says, it's like, oh, you really want to tie that up? 
Yeah. Broncos own own the rights to him for the next two years at uh seven hundred fifty thousand a year. So either they can just write him to the end of when he becomes unrestricted and save a bunch of money, or they can be the nice guy and offer him millions of dollars and tie up a bunch of cap. So I don't know. There's two ways to do it. He is also old. Like he's not he's not young. <laughs> oh, Okay. Can you like to point out how old he is? Because yes. that is something that Phil you have Lindsay brought up. Phil Lindsay is times. older than Jordan Howard. He's a week younger than Todd Gurley. And Melvin Gordon is only a year older than him. So it, I was surprised. I, For a second-year player, I was expecting him to be significantly younger than these eight, six, seven-year veterans. So that surprised me. <laughs> I'm just saying, you hear guys like Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Jordan Howard, you're like, man, those guys have been in the league forever. And Philip Lindsay's second year pro is the same age. It, it throws you off. That's that's all I was saying. I hope they keep him because he's got that competitive fire that you want in, in a player. And Melvin Gordon, what has he done? You know, I'm glad he's a Bronco, but Philip Lindsay but showed more in two Chargers, years. So he's, he's going to play his ass off when we play the chargers and that's yeah. all that counts that's well we thought jamal charles was going to be great we didn't play jamal charles like that's the i know i mean charles. i we, we I did agree. him dirty like and that's not fair yeah, that's right all We're right way let's off. close this up <laughs> do we have a mystery question anybody it's your job i've got a cruddy one i've got a i've got a terrible one and two we'll do two cruddy ones <laughs> All right, let's see which one's worse. Last time we were in like a terrible situation, like as a country, it was 9-11. And so uh, not to invoke the, the specter of the disaster uh, that happened on 9-11, um, there is kind of like the glory that was opening up the Broncos' new stadium on September 10th, 2001. It was a game played against the New York Giants. Do you guys remember that game? Like, what were you doing during that game? I don't remember. I don't remember... What I was doing. I do not remember that game either. You guys don't. No. The only game I remember from 2001 <laughs> was the. Wasn't that the year Eddie McCaffrey had broken his leg or something? No, the game. The game that Ed McCaffrey broke his oh, leg. Was so it was the Rams and Broncos. No, it was Giants Broncos. Giants. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. I remember. I remember the leg, which was almost made me vomit. It was so yeah. bad. Ugh. That was brutal. It just kind of rolled around like oh, that was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So I didn't like football, but apparently I did watch that game. For me, it I got in, I got in a lot of trouble. I worked on a terrible, just a really awful, like Cinemax movie, Voyeur Beach, which is is just awful. It was just a terrible movie. It was the last night of shooting, and we had been up all night, um, and finally we wrapped, and everyone was like, "Where are we going? Where are we going?" And I'm like, "My God, the Denver Broncos are playing the Giants. Let's go!" And so me and the, the uh, production staff, we left. We went to a place called Hollywood Billiards. We drank heavily, uh, watched the Denver Broncos uh, beat the New York Giants uh, and uh, Ed McCaffrey break his leg. And I later found out that uh, we never should have left because there was an incredible amount of work. 
that needed to be done to wrap out this, for lack of a better word, this porno house. Uh, and <laughs> there was all sorts of gear that needed to be packed away and all this other stuff that they had planned on us doing. And we just left. And we were like, we're out. We're done. Goodbye. Thank you. We're going to go drink heavily and watch the Denver Broncos play the New York Giants. I don't know if you should use any of this. This is terribly sad. <laughs> no, you can edit all that out. That's terrible. Like, that was a terrible mystery question. <laughs> What do you think during a pandemic? Like, really? Like, let's look back on one of the other darkest moments of our history. All right. What's your, well, what's your I, mystery question? When did the NFL draft go to seven rounds? What year? Uh, 2002. No. 1997. Really? Lori's closer. 1995. Yes, 1984. And part, <laughs> part two is what are the most rounds an NFL draft has ever had in its history? Uh, well, that's a wild early. number. 13. Yeah, no, it's early. It was uh, 1950. Okay, so so okay, so here, okay, so the number of picks has always remained constant. Okay, right? So well, not constant, but close. And 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 so the reason why there are more rounds is because there they've added more teams. They've added teams. The rounds are longer, and so there are um, more picks per round, and so there are fewer rounds as a result. And so, so that's why I go way back. Uh, what 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 was it? What was the 30. the answer? Thirty. Thirty. Thirty rounds. Good gosh! And, and so, and that's in the fifties, right? Nineteen fifty. And it's not those older drafts also drafted a heck of a lot of more players because most people that got drafted were like, I can play in the NFL. I can go make more money, you know, shoveling sales clerk at Walmart. (laughs) Well, can you tell me who the New York Yankees took in the first round of the 1950 draft? The New York Yankees. There was a football team named the New York Yankees. The New York football Yankees. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Latimer-Volkman and Tim Lynch. We know that you have a choice in podcasts, and you have chosen us. Thank you for that. Be sure to check out our stuff on milehighreport.com. We are your one-stop shop for all your things, Denver Broncos, history, stats, information, news, pandemic developments, everything, all of it. So come check us out. Please stay safe, uh, wash your hands, and and, and don't touch anybody, please. Go Broncos. Yeah. Go Broncos. Correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the, both up, both fouls were on the kicking team. All right. Hold on. Before you begin, when we start, when we, when we do the show, it's going to show Mile High Report and shit live. It's going to show your old video right here. Do that when I'm gonna put and I'm gonna do fucking mile high report. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, this has been something something Broncos. This is your pandemic uh, show of record when it comes to the NFL. If you are looking for any coverage of draft, uh, of season delays, of any sort of uh, 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 sickness, nah, it's terrible. <laughs> All right, all right. I'm just gonna close it. All right, all right. Enough silly. I apologize. I, I'm just, you know, I've been all day. My kid's like, "What's happening?" Soon, Jess I'm, is gonna I'm, turn I'm, into Michael Rapaport on here and just start. You fucking, you fucking fucked. <laughs> Goddamn cat! Hold on one sec, guys.
<laughs> Please tell me that you will do that at least once during our live show next week. <laughs> you, you got some neighbor in your window like... <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> as much as I just, you know complained about mel kuiper i do like his takes Don i do like his like dracula butt hair thing that he has going on like <laughs> you know from like the, the brand stokers so yeah it's uh, so i do like that uh, and it's gotten bigger over the years and more like imposing <laughs> like not mess with the butt hair i have never heard that term dracula butt hair <laughs> no it's it's yeah it's a thing apparently yeah. I'm not a chatty so. person. <laughs> After having done the podcast with you for over a year now, I can turn that. Right. You're, I you're loved good. it last week's podcast. It was like three different times. Jess would be like, what do you think, Tim? And he'd be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone was terrified of Wiener. <laughs> oh, dear. Very imposing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stats, information, everything that you need to know if you're a Denver Broncos fan. If you're not reading milehighreport.com as a Denver Broncos fan, you are a terrible American. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> Let me do it again. Like I just can't. I can't end it like that. Like you screwed me up. <laughs> well, you, were, you were like, Wild Heart Report has posts. They do stuff. <laughs> this is Donald great. Trump. Oh man. So you've been listening to MileHighReport.com's presentation <laughs> of some. <laughs> sorry, I ruined your attempt at a cover up. I'm sorry. <laughs> You've been listening to some. <laughs> oh my God, Lori, I apologize. You're going to have so much fun editing this. <laughs> All right. So that last 10 minutes are just killer. Tyg is going to love this. <laughs>